0: SAFM. Primetime all day long.
1: Just before we go to our first guest, don't forget if you are coming back to Johannesburg, the City Power has changed their load shedding schedules, uh, started yesterday. So make sure that you update if you use the app. Just check on the app if you do use the old schedules and the blocks, and you can understand what that means. Uh, They have changed them. So there are slight changes that we don't have those two hours followed by two hour on followed by two hour off again so things have changed there my hood we're off at the moment we'll be back again well hopefully it's coming back on in a minute and then we're off from 10 tonight and then i'm off again from four o'clock tomorrow morning Then i'm off from eight yeah it's good old load shedding welcome to it there's uh, a whole lot of changes that have happened in the last year or so for e-hailers in south africa Uh, there were big changes implemented there's licenses and and as you heard um the way drivers are managed, as well, by these huge international tech companies, more than more than taxi companies, I guess you can say. Well, let's talk to the SAE Hailing Association spokesperson, Vatuka Belengua. Uh, Vatuka, happy New Year to you! Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, a tumultuous 2023. Are, are the drivers and the uh, and 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 the car owners managing all of these changes in legislation? Right, he's muted his microphone. How do we unmute? The...
0: Oh, my apologies. There we Good go. morning, now happy New Year, you. Yeah.
1: and you. <laughs> it's a it's a slow start. It's okay.
0: <laughs> it's a slow start. It was a rough night. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Okay. Um, I think yes, it certainly has been a tumultuous twenty twenty three. Um the drivers and owners alike. I don't think we can really feel the impact of whatever policy changes that have been affected by Uber or Bolt or the e, big E-hailing companies. Um, and you know, I think a lot of these policies are sort of reactive and they're very artificial that, they, that sort of changes they're sort of, uh, are, are claiming to have implemented, um, but in reality, we're not really experiencing a, a difference in support on the ground. We're right. not seeing more money in our bank accounts. We're not seeing reduced commissions.
1: One of the issues, employment contracts, you want to be seen as full-time employees. What's the process with that?
0: Look, I think really we just need to redefine everything, whether from employees, whether you are a a a, 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 a self a, a self-employed person or or what do they call us uh, independent contractors. Yes. Um, I think we really need to introduce new language that speaks to, to the world in the direction that it's going. And we are within a tech revolution and the, the general landscape of employment is changing across many different industries. So, you know, the, the the real question is moving forward as a country is that how do we then ensure that our labor relation acts keeps and continues to find its relevance in changing dynamics within the employment space, you know, and, you know, continually talking about e-hailing about and trying to enforce that there must be uh, employment contracts. I don't think will work, but we must ensure that we enforce that uh, labor is protected.
1: Yeah, there, there's this gap, isn't there, between what, what are, as I said, essentially tech companies, their job is, is not necessarily uh, moving people around. Their job is to make sure that the tech to move people around is enabled. And there, is there a gap there?
0: Look, the tech to move people around is fantastic. I think what the tech has done to transportation on a global scale is, is fantastic. Uh, it's, but for me, it's, it's almost like every other revolution that has happened previously, whereby labor was the exploited part. Yeah. It's just that in this current revolution, we're just not aware of it. You know, there's just no cognizance. There's no, there's no uh, appetite to directly confront it. I hold the opinion that we've got our, our labor exploitative labor practices in South Africa, are far worse now than they've ever been in apartheid and colonialism.
1: Sure, let's talk about some of the the new things that came in in the last year. There were these what are they? Bajaj cute these these tiny little vehicles that came on the roads and then they were quickly com- uh, impounded by municipalities. What's the status with them now?
0: Look, I'm not too sure exactly because we continue to see pajages on the road, but as far as we are aware, we've we've seen. Uh, 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 our law enforcement agencies, Metro police come out and say, we do not want pages on the road uh, as an industry. We don't believe that they, they, they conform to the sort of safety standards. We should be pursuant of as an industry. Um, we think it's an absolute travesty that the, the, the mayor himself went and, and backed this initiative, uh, and partnered with bolt. You know, to say we are rolling out passages to create opportunities, but these are not real opportunities. All they've created is more danger for people within industry. Mm. But I think more importantly, it also highlights that government doesn't respect transportation. They don't engage with the industry, and we hope that will change.
1: Uber's introduced a process where multiple drivers, something called Trip Radar, uh, put shown to multiple drivers who then bid each other out I guess to get the trip that is it's fantastic for the consumer but not so good for the driver are you still there let's see Vatuka, Vatuka are you there, hi, hi, you're there. I'm back yeah you broke away I was talking about Uber and this uh, almost where the drivers get to bid on, on their prices that's great for the consumer but not so much for the driver
0: yeah that's almost like guys please volunteer yourselves to be exploited <laughs> You know, whoever's willing to accept this lowest bid, it's fine. We've ensured that you are absolutely desperate. We've ensured that there's too many vehicles within industry, and we know that you need to make whatever you can make. You know, a a radar is a slap in the face, really. I think it's an insult to our general intellect.
1: The the local boys and girls coming in, Boza Ride is one of them and and others. I see the Santaco's also announced a partnership with Taxi Ride. How are they changing the landscape?
0: Look, they're only going to be able to change the landscape if we as the country back them. If we actually download the apps and try and keep requesting now and again on a regular basis, up until we find our feet and gain momentum. You know, we're going up against global tech giants. We're going up against people with much more experience, but as an industry, as a country, that has an appetite for change and that wants to create more opportunities, we really need to back these sort of organizations to ensure that the industry itself of e-hailing and how it's transformed transportation really transforms individual lives and 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 homes, you know, and and it really impacts our financial situations.
1: Such a valid point. The the market share that the big international ones have is difficult to make that change. But take a step, see what happens. If your ride is better, delete the old
0: app. Yeah, you know, I think. Also, it requires patience, guys. We're not gonna be able to to, to to compete with Uber directly openly. But if we're the country, then just agree that, you know, at risk back companies that are just gonna take better care of drivers, which then translates to safety, increased safety within industry. You know, I think we 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 should have the patience to at least try and back our own. And we need to create this culture, you know, these 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 form part of some of the agendas and dialogues we want to have this year. Uh, we're gonna be engaging society in a much more different manner and you know we're really restructuring our association to really position itself to be prepared for other future changes
1: but took it quickly, I know we probably should have done this before the festive season, but what is the process when an e-driver arrives? What is the security process that one should follow? Take it from, from the perspective of a passenger. Uh, the, the car's arrived, I checked the number plate. Obviously, that should be the first thing to do. How do I make sure the guy in the car is legit? And what is the process that needs
0: to be followed? Yeah, so we think that to ensure that there's safety within industry, um, the, the, the vetting of, of participants should be done by the state and not by e-hailing organization themselves mm-hmm. because the assumption of drivers or the assumption of passengers is that whichever, whichever platform they're using has got the full details of who, who the driver is. And that, that, that's what reassures passengers saying, thinking that this person is fully vetted. But that's not entirely true. Some of the vetting processes are rather lax. And, and, and it speaks to the agenda that of of exploitation in my opinion, you know, um, the less information we have on drivers, the less they can hold us to account, uh, the less we can, you understand. So, so, so really, you know, the idea of safety, I don't think it, I think it's a bit of a delusion. Mm. Yes. 95, 99% of our rides will be, will end up safely, but unfortunately. There are many that end up in a lot of uh, tragic and unfortunate situations. And we're not aware of that. And I think it speaks to training. You know, we need to set standards within industry. We need to set a benchmark. We need to be able to say, I belong to this app company or this association. Mm -hmm. And our guarantee to the public is that we're going to serve you right. We're going to treat you right. And we know who our drivers are. We can find them. We've vetted them.
1: And check the star ratings. That's why the star ratings are there, right? If somebody's a 4.6, rather cancel the ride?
0: Not necessarily. The star rating issue is is rather tricky. Uh-huh. There isn't enough customer training when it comes to star rating. So most people do those five stars and just hit something just to close they the screen and move yeah. on. But they're not even aware of the actual long-term impact. You understand? And so, you know, even the rating service as as drivers we also rate customers and we don't see how that impacts them you know we can rate somebody as rude and whatever but they can they'll continue to request so there's there's no consequences generally you know there's no there's no consequences for mistreating drivers there's no consequences for people who've been robbed and the the, the pe- people who rob them can never be found uh-
1: Vatuka, Zelma, in my headphones is going, well, w- w- educate us then. And, and I know we got to move on to Arthur Goldstock who's waiting, but educate us. If, if I get out of a, a an Uber ride or a, or a Bolt, whatever it might be, and now it gives me the options to, to rate out of five, right? What should a five be? What should a four be? What should a three, two, and one be, generally speaking?
0: I think generally speaking, the assumption that five will be excellent uh, and then one will be zero will be poor you understand but it also then becomes a bit tricky because it also speaks to your own personal experience i think if we're saying rate how you if you're speaking to rating uh, how safe you felt around the driver specifically i think if the rating was structured towards that then let's encourage that we're rating the based on safety if the rating is on the vehicle condition uh you know let be specific to be able to rate the vehicle on its condition specifically um, you know a, a, a pre-inspection on before trips uh, i think we can do a bit more but more importantly the bottom line is that we need to get more money into the owners of vehicle vehicle owners pockets so that they can take better care of the vehicles when it comes to sort of uh, maintenance, you know, which speaks directly to safety.
1: I've got to leave it there, unfortunately. Vatuka Mbelengua, thank you very much from the SAE H- Hailing Association spokesperson.